Welcome everyone to the Predictably Treacherous Podcast. Today's episode is Banachek, the greatest collection of them all. This episode was directed by George McCowan and written by Theodore J. Flicker. The original air date was January 24th, 1973. Let's get right to the episode summary. Banachek investigates the theft of valuable paintings. That's it. The crime. So we're in a museum at night. A group of people are watching some workmen pack up some French Impressionist paintings into crates. I'm not exactly sure if they're real French Impressionist paintings, but they're Impressionist in vain anyway. They're, they're in that style, and they're, they're worth a lot of money. The crates are locked and loaded. Lock and load, Jack. Onto a truck belonging to Trotter Van Lines. The truck drives off with a police escort because, after all, what are the police for if not to escort the property of the rich? So when it arrives at the Boston Museum, the convoy, that is, the Boston Museum of Art, the crates are unpacked and they're empty. The disgruntled insurance agent. So here we are with the continuation of the trope of the disgruntled insurance agent. Wendell Church and his boss, Mr. Cavanaugh of Boston Casualty, who you may remember from the pilot episode, are driving to meet Banachek. Church is complaining about Banachek being on the case. This trope is getting extremely old. Some of the tropes I like, I don't want to be a hypocrite here, I like the uh, the J trope and a few other things, but this one is getting old and tired. When they arrive where Banachek is, he is fencing in a fencing studio with some foreign dignitary. I mean, good lord. The ladies' man. So now at the museum, a cop is telling Banachek what happened. He's the captain from Robocop. Listen, you listen to me, you asshole. You're talking about shutting down a major metropolitan police force. Without cops, this city would tear itself apart. You may remember him. Banachek is introduced to Gloria Hamilton, who was in charge of the move. He takes her out for breakfast to a restaurant called Steak Joint. That's a great name. And he gets her side of the story. So at breakfast, he makes his usual impression on ladies. And she calls him, quote, chauvinistic, patronizing, and probably lecherous. Which was a great, great line. Jay's bogus theory. So here we are. We're bringing back Jay's bogus theory. Let's listen to the clip. Uh, Mr. Panacek, I, uh, I've been thinking about this case. I was afraid you might do that. Ah, uh, got the answer. Acid. You mean the drivers were taking it? No, not that kind. Uh, I mean, the velvet linings inside those cases, they were soaked in some sort of acid. Now, the acid ate up all the, well, the paintings, the canvas, everything. Well, even the frames? Well, sure, why not? Look, you can get acid today that's strong enough to eat anything. Except velvet, right? Yeah, except velvet. Why are we going to the uh, police automobile compound? We're going to see what's left of that truck. What do you mean, what's left of it? Whatever your acid didn't eat away. 
Felix. Banachek and Miss Hamilton visit Felix, and Felix likes her. They have a theory that the art will show up on the stolen art market in South America, and Felix has a contact, but he hasn't heard anything yet. That Felix. The Physical Skills Banachek and Jay enter a bar called Sailor's Bar, but it's not a gay bar. The bartender is a little dish dressed up as a sailor. Ben Wheeler is sitting at a table with a couple of guys. He's a super badass. He's confrontational with Banachek, and he threatens to, quote, push his face in and take him apart. Let's listen to the clip. Ben Wheeler? Who wants to know? Uh, my name is Banachek. I'm investigating the theft of those paintings. I understand you were in charge of security and rode in the lead car. Are you a cop? Insurance. <laughs> Insurance? Now how about that? Yeah, you're the second one today. First one in here by the name of Church or something. <laughs> I ran him out pretty good, didn't I? Fast, fast. You know, it was you insurance guys got me suspended. Sorry about that. But it had nothing to do with me. It didn't have anything to do with me. What has to do with you, Banachek? Banachek, I've only got a few questions. So have I. Like, why don't you beat it before I push your face in? Oh, come on, Ben. Cool it. I was counting on your cooperation, Mr. Wheeler. Smooth, ain't you? Well, I'll tell you what, Mr. Smooth. I'm gonna take you apart. So Ben invites Banachek outside for a fight. And Banachek walks out first, and Wheeler follows. Wheeler punches Banachek, and he gets him on top of this pile of wood, and he begins choking him. It's actually a really bad position for Banachek to be in. Banachek picks up some random 2x4 beside the pile, and he hits uh, Wheeler in the head with it, and the fight's over. All right, Banachek, enough of this. Put us out of our misery. Give us the big reveal. Larry Casey was a very unhappy man. He was being forced into a retirement he couldn't afford, so Trotter had no problem recruiting him. A little fooling with the computers and a truck simply disappeared for a while. And when they finished their modifications, the truck suddenly reappeared and with Larry Casey's help, was reassigned to carry the paintings from New York to Boston. It was a three-vehicle convoy. They had rigged the back window of the cab to open, and a front panel of the trailer had been hinged to swing open too. How did they get the paintings out? They didn't. They left them in the trailer. But we were here when it was opened. What does the inside of a trailer look like? Empty. Wooden sides. Plywood, I think. Right. And the outside? Metal. Which allowed them to create a small space in between. They'd modified the inside panels. The painting crates were strapped in the center of the truck, allowing plenty of room for the thieves to carry out their plan. They merely removed the pre-rigged panels and stashed the pictures inside, still wrapped in their protective coverings. What happened was they'd planted a duplicate truck around the corner. It carried the same serial number and plates. All that was needed was for the two drivers, Katz and Davis, to hop out of the rigged truck and into the innocent one, which had already been revved up by Larry Casey. By the way, it was probably Casey who drove the rigged truck into the warehouse. You see, magicians fool the eye by keeping it focused in one hand while they do their trick with the other. So, 
When the guards came around the corner, they were looking for the huge trotter truck. And that's exactly what they saw straight ahead of them. And they pulled it over. After they passed by the warehouse, Larry had all the time in the world to slide the door shut and swing the gate closed. Okay, I want to give a shout out to the Polish proverb in this episode. Now, I can't remember where it is exactly, but what it says is, a wise man never tries to warm himself in front of a painting of a fire. It's too bad I don't remember where it is because that's a pretty good one. Now, I don't know if it has any real relevance on the plot exactly, but it's about paintings and it's kind of witty and interesting. Um, and I bet it was pretty good. And I'm kind of embarrassed. I can't remember where it is. I actually searched through the episode and I, I was like, where, where is it? I had it written down, but I can't find it. That's poor podcasting. Anyways, this is a re-upload anyway, because the audio quality on my last podcast was so horrendous that I decided I needed to redo this episode, even though it's 13 minutes anyway. So, uh, I'm kind of mailing this one in. I apologize to my fan or fans. Um, I'll be back with some better ones in the coming weeks. Thank you for listening today. Check out the show notes for this episode or any episode on my website at ptpod.xyz. The show notes contain the links to all my sources and products that were referenced in the episode. You can write a glowing review of my podcast on iTunes or Google Play. There are handy-dandy links in the menu on my website at ptpod.xyz. And you can support me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash ptpod. The intro music for today's episode was Sweeter Vermouth, courtesy of Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Check out the link in the show notes. Thank you.